computer. Perfect. Okay, hello, Travis. Hey, Joe. <laughs> um, thank you for joining me on this episode, if you could call it like that. <laughs> Maybe we can chat a little bit about how to grow your uh, podcast on social media. Yeah. Not a lot of people uh, know, but a lot of people who have been following us on Instagram have seen Travis Reels. He's done amazing Reels on um, starting a podcast with Blueberry in our last campaign. And we're really happy to have you. And, and since you, you've been very popular to a lot of Blueberry audience now, people love you, um, sending us very positive feedbacks about how they find your your advice very valuable after we refer them to your uh, site and also introduce them to Social Boom. Um, I decided that it would be nice to have you here to share a little bit about growing podcasts on social media. And so why don't you kind of just introduce a little bit about yourself first before sure. we dive in. So I'm Travis and I am obsessed with helping the average creator basically reach an audience, build a community and turn that into their own job, turn into a full-time thing because there's so many tools at our disposal in 2022 that allow us to reach a global audience. Like just for instance, Blueberry, right? You can start telling stories and sharing value and get that message all around the globe just through one microphone, which is amazing. And then of course, you can turn that into a community of people that support you, collaborate with you, maybe work for you one day, and you can fire your boss and you could do your own thing. And it's very exciting to me because, you know, I always dreamed about it and uh, now I'm living it, which is a whole nother experience. But, you know, if I can do it, I think anyone can do it because I don't have a I don't have you know, I do have a college degree, but it's not for anything that's related to this. And I wasn't a good student and I'm not the smartest person or the most handsome person, but, but that makes me feel like there's hope for everybody who might be in a situation that they're not really enjoying right now and, and that they could share their passion and share their, their knowledge with the entire world. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's why, that's why we think that you are going to be a great voice you know like because a lot of people feel like they they have to have a talent for something for public speaking for you know having a niche on something in order to give the audience um some content you know because content creating could be intimidating to a lot of people especially when a lot of time people are not on camera often or don't don't know where to start to begin with and having an account that you know, like an, an Instagram account, for example, and growing that to something bigger, like a business, is something that a lot of people don't always imagine. Yeah, uh, but it's it's possible, <laughs> especially for oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the entire my entire career as a creator has really been an evolution, and you know, when I started off, I was just doing. Uh, podcast production in the background. No one knew who I was. No, I wasn't a part of any shows. I was just helping other people because I have an audio engineering degree. And so I knew how to do audio stuff. And it was just something I really enjoyed because I used to be a professional musician and storytelling in songs and storytelling in podcasts is very similar. So I had an, a good idea of what would make for a good podcast. And 
And then I, you know, I was like, well, I want a podcast. So I started podcasting, which was the best place to start because I could hide behind the microphone and I hid behind the microphone for many, many years. I didn't put myself out on social media. I didn't put my picture anywhere. And then, um, you know, I created pod decks, which I wanted to get out into the world and allowed me to share some of my tips and tricks on podcasting that I'd learned. And so I started to put myself out there, right. in just pictures and carousel posts, not even video because I was terrified of it. And then you know, I, I started to push my boundaries and I'm like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do video, even though I'm uncomfortable and I'm not always comfortable with my appearance or how I sound. And then I started to do video. Now I'm obsessed with video. And I think if, if you look at, if you look at anybody who's where you want to be, the first thing you need to do is go all the way back to their beginning. So if it's like a YouTuber, go to their YouTube page and go to the very first video and see where they were when they started, because that's really who you're competing with. Like a lot of people compare themselves to someone in their current state, but there's an evolution of us all. And you have to try new things and see what resonates with you. And so, um, you know, it's exciting because I, I have no idea what's next. You know, I mean, I think videos are probably the big thing, but who knows? We could be in VR soon. We could be on, yeah. you know, a satellite dish somewhere, you know, who knows, right? So you have to embrace that. And if, if content creation seems, uh, you know, intimidating to you, all we're doing when we create content is sharing cool stuff. It could be, hey, I love this bubbly water, right? LaCroix, it's the best. I, this is my favorite bubbly water, right? You're just sharing something that you love with other people. It could be a tip. It could be a story. It could be a lesson. It could be, you know, um, you know, keeping people from being harmed. Like there's so many things that each individual person has their own unique experiences that I think that they could easily share if they just look at it through that lens. I'm just sharing cool stuff with the world, right? Then content creation doesn't seem so intimidating. Wow. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it a hundred times less intimidating already. And yeah, so that's, that's all it is. It's, it's, we're, just, we're just sharing cool stuff. Wow. That kind of answers like, I have a question for you. And it was basically, why should podcasters leverage social media? And is it hard to start? But you kind of answer a little bit of that already and make it less scary for people. But why for podcasters, you know, from like a <clears throat> business perspective where you want to, because you want to attract new listeners. Yeah. Social media is Instagram, for example, because I know you, you have, you grow on that platform um, and you focus on that platform a lot. So what is your opinion on that? Like, Yeah. So I think that podcasters are at a big disadvantage from a discoverability uh, situation simply because people wake up in the morning and they check their phone and they check their email and then they check social media. They don't necessarily open up a podcast app first, right? So podcasters need to be on social media because it's where the eyeballs are. It's where the traffic is. It would be like having a billboard on a street that no one drives down, right? We want to be in front of people to have an opportunity to get more listeners. So high traffic area is social media, any platform, if it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, any of them are high traffic areas. So we need to make sure that we're at least giving ourselves a chance. And, you know, secondarily, in my opinion, and I'm really big on community, and I know Blueberry is too, which is why I love you guys. You know, there's a community aspect to each creator. And I would say that 
it's probably the biggest opportunity for everybody is to start a gang or build a club or do something where you're going to attract the people that are going to be your biggest supporters, future collaborators, future employees. And you don't need millions of people in order to be a full-time creator. You just need like a thousand true fans mm -hmm. that would potentially like support you a hundred dollars a year. And you're making a hundred thousand dollars, right? So podcasting is an amazing medium. And, you know, we were just at podcast movement and I, and I see, you know, there's always people that are trying to improve the medium and, and podcasting doesn't need to be improved. It's, it's, it's been the same way for 20 years because it's great the way it is. It's audio, it's stories, it's RSS feeds. And in my opinion, doesn't really need to be improved. So, you know, as we're out there, I notice how much the community is really such a big part of podcasting, right? And how much of a community we need to build around ourselves. And I think that that's where social media can tie into your podcast because again, it's a one-way street. I talk through this mic, it goes to your ears. You can't talk back to me, right? Where can you do that? Well, you can do that on social media. So right. now we have this two-way conversation and we're building community. We're building relationships. Like, you know, when I went to podcast movement, I was super excited to meet you because we had talked on zoom and you were on my hit list. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta meet these people. And I, you know, I want to make sure that I meet Cho. And, um, so, you know, that's a big connection point. Mm. We wouldn't get through a podcast, right. That we can't put together through a podcast. So I think besides putting yourself where the people are and the people go every day and people go to social media every day because it's designed to keep you addicted to it. Yeah. There's this community element that you can build around a podcast. And we've seen this with all kinds of different shows. Like, you know, Joe Rogan has all these people that just love eating elk meat and throwing axes. Right. And the moth has all these people that love to tell stories and all these different comedy podcasts do live events. That's all just community. And that's where the magic happens. Yep. Yep. So I love this two points that you brought up. First is helping people discover your podcast. And then secondly, you know, building a community because your audience wants to engage with you too yes. outside of your podcast. So very, very important. And podcasters, if they could remember that, that would make it so easier to just start doing something, even just a little picture of themselves, you know, or something that they want to share, something personal so that people can know about more about the person who, who does a podcast. Um, or maybe not necessarily about themselves, but the podcast itself is about branding too. And so that kind of brings me to my next question about if you have any tips or advice for people when they choose their audience and also the platform. Um, I try to narrow it down to Instagram only just because social media can be a lot. There, yeah. there are LinkedIn, there are Twitter, there um, Facebook and audience interact with you on different platforms too. I myself on a daily basis use Instagram. Um, ironically, just deleted that <laughs> just for oh, me wow. on my phone. <laughs> but my work, I still do that. I'm taking a little bit of a, you know. A digital detox, that's good. Digital detox. But then I, I know that five days after that, I'm like, I wanna know what my friends are doing. So. Yeah. I'm back on that again, but you know, for 
podcasters who have audience of different demographics, who uses different platforms, what are your advice on like how to find out what is the best platform to, to grow? Sure. So I personally think that, you know, what burns people out is that they try to be everywhere all the time. And so I tried that and it didn't work for me because you're constantly trying to do this, that, and the other thing. So my recommendation is just go to your favorite platform, whatever you like to use and start there and just build out that platform. So right now I'm on Instagram. Yes, I have a Facebook page, but it's just, I don't post anything there. I have a LinkedIn page. I don't post anything there. I have a YouTube account. I haven't posted there in a long time because I can't consistently keep up with that. And so if you pick the one that you like to use the most, you're more likely to consistently show up. Okay. And that's the best place to start. Now, yes, you should, you know, you should think about your audience because as podcasters and content creators, we do this for our audience. You know, we do it a little for ourselves. We do it for our audience. So Maybe you want to factor in that, like, if you're teaching, like, you know, 75 year old men to lift weights or something that they might be on Facebook or they might be on a specific platform. But if you don't like using the platform, you're not going to go on it. And that's the key to social media is being active, being a part of the community, using the platform. And so I just recommend people start with one. And, you know, I've spent the last two years building my Instagram account up to over 100,000 followers. And I do believe that if I would have been trying to do all the platforms at once, then I, I wouldn't be as far as I am. Now that I have that, right, I can focus on figuring out a way to distribute my content to all the different platforms because there is value in distribution, just like with a, with a podcast. Like you want to make sure that your podcast shows up on all the apps in case your audience maybe uses Pandora or Spotify, right? But I think, you know, where, where, where your energy goes is where everything flows. And so if you just make it easy on people and they say, where can I find you? And you say, you can find me on Instagram. It's super easy for them. But if you say, well, you can find me on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and beep bop and boobly bop and whatever the next app is, then it's like, I'm overwhelmed. Right. And you know, I might not, I might not go take action. So similar to in the call to action of your podcast, you should just send them to one place, right? Just send them to the one place you want them to go. Don't overwhelm them and paralyze them with too many options. That's awesome. I like that. Very simple to understand. Very easy. Minimalist. Minimalist. Focus on one thing, maybe down the line. Adopt two more. <laughs> if you have yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, in, in all honesty, like right now I'm posting a lot of short form videos, right? And that's on reels. There's really no reason I shouldn't be also posting those to TikTok other right. than the fact that I just spend my time doing other things. And at some point I will do that. Right. So, it, you know, that could be a YouTube short that could be in different platforms, but you know, I, I do still think that it overwhelms you with then now I'm checking another app to see how the video is doing or checking the comments. And you're basically tripling your output on something where you just need to like really focus on growing and growing one thing, you know, it's not, we're not trying to build a whole garden at, in the beginning, we're just trying to really get good at being a, a member of a community somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it'd be great um, for podcasters to keep that in mind since they already have to keep themselves busy um, and get things done with content planning, with, you know, planning the show notes and inviting guests to their show. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a lot of work to run a podcast. Yeah. And so social media could sometimes be, feel like 
a lot of work too. But um, so now that they can choose one platform to grow, to start with, what kind of content uh, do you think, um, I mean, there's no certain recipe, but if you were, you know, to start a new, whole new page for your new podcast, that is just going to talk to your pod podcast audience and interact with them on any topic, um, is there like kind of like a general guidelines or of like a types of posts or content that is easy to make that, um, that or they can start developing? Yeah. So, I mean, with social media, you know, the best practices are that like when you show up on social media, whatever you do should be honoring your audience's time. So if you're like, if you do a sports podcast, you don't want to go on social media and post your dog and like tacos. You want to post things that are relevant to the thing that they're interested in. So that's, that's like best practices right away. There's something called the hero's journey. Very simple. Um, it's in every movie, every book you've ever read where there's a hero that encounters an obstacle and then they meet a guide who helps them overcome the obstacle for a happy ending. And where most people get confused on social media is they make themselves the hero. It's all about them. All the content is about their, their lives. And what they forget is that they're really the guide. And the guide's job is to either educate or entertain them to help them overcome the obstacle. So if you go in with the idea that I'm going to give as much value as I can with my content and then sprinkle my personality into it, then you have a perfect blend of both. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the easiest kind of content to make, it really depends on the platform. I can tell you that like video is king right now. So you know, Instagram's pushing video. TikTok is all video. YouTube's doing short form video now. Twitter, a little different, more, more conversational and thread-like. So, you know, the easiest, the easiest kind of content that you could create, in my opinion, and maybe because it's easy for me, is just holding up your phone and talking to it on a video, right? We do that on FaceTime. We do that, you know, all the time. But for some reason, when it comes to creating content, people don't want to do it. So, um, if you don't like being on video, I would consider doing something with, you know, if you're on Instagram, carousel posts do really well. And that's just a series of posts and you can just write text on it. So let's say your podcast is about, um, you know, cooking, you could create a recipe on a bunch of different slides, taking them step-by-step step how to make risotto or something. And so that becomes valuable. And maybe you talked about risotto on your last podcast episode. So you can make sure that people know that you reviewed the, the world's number one risotto restaurant, and then they're more likely to go, Oh, cool. I, now I know how to make it. I want to hear about the best risotto and they might go over to actually listen to the podcast. So it's going to be, you know, it's hard with social media because it's so subjective. What's easy for me, you know, writing, like actually like typing and writing things is really difficult for me where somebody who's a writer might want to go to Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's really easy for me to talk and, and emote. So video and audio are really like the places I'm most drawn to because it's easy for me. So whatever comes naturally to you. However, I will say that, Pushing yourself outside of your boundaries sometimes gets you the most growth. So, you know, I was afraid of video. I resisted video. I didn't want to do video and I pushed myself outside of my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And now I learned an entirely new skill and it's something I really love to do now. So you don't want to stay in your box all the time, but you want to start with the thing that comes easiest to you. Okay, perfect. I like that it's, it's you know, easy to understand and, and your advice is also like inspires people to take action without overwhelming them that 
about this little details. Oh, you have to make a reel, or you have to do this and design this for yourself. Um, but whatever makes you feel net, like easy to do to start with, and maybe sometimes step out of the box. Um, I use Canva a lot on a daily basis yeah. to to design things, and I don't need to be. And anyone doesn't need to be like a graphic designer to design simple things, to put text on, you know, to make infographics, to put some text in there, to throw in some uh, snippet of your podcast. Well, Headliner is, is Blueberry's partner, for example. And so we, we encourage people to use those tools that we partner with and snippets of, of that podcast uh, a video uh, and it doesn't have to be your have your face on it but you can use that snippet bring it into onto social media distribute it there um, and so that people can be like oh so this is what they're talking in this episode um, or talking about something that they are very excited to to do or maybe kind of like have a sneak peek of the next guest that are going to show up in the yeah. next episode so many ideas and and I feel like it's can, you cannot really have um, like a list of, of, of all of that in just one conversation between us. But there are many tools online and we'll probably elaborate more on that um, in future blog posts too. Mm. But would you say that like, what's the easiest way for, for people who are not natural to, to social media to start learning? I personally say observing, but what about you? Yeah. So one thing that I do, um, just because I want everything that I do to have a high probability of success is I go do a little research on what's working for other creators. So this doesn't take very long. It's as simple as going to YouTube and typing in your keyword. Let's say your keyword is, um, mountain climbing, right? I'm just making this up as I go along. So you type in mountain climbing in YouTube, and then you're able to filter within the last month and the top viewed videos. And what that does is that shows you all the best performing content for that keyword in the last month. And then what I'll do is I'll just look at the the title card, what, what the title card says on it. Cause usually that's what gets people to click. Okay. So if it says climb this mountain 42 times faster, I might be able to, you know, um, create a post that's something similar to that, right? Like get ready to climb the mountain 42 times faster or um, climb the mountain 40. You know, I could use that as something that's a proven topic and thread that people are interested in. The other thing I'll do is I just go to TikTok because TikTok is more popular than anything right now. And I will just search a keyword and filter it by the last three months and the most views. That just immediately shows you all the viral content. And I just look at what they like, what's the beginning of the video? What does it say on it? And I'll use that as a spark to then go create my own idea. And you can do this with other industries too, right? So, um, you know, I saw a post the other day, it was like the cheat code to getting out of debt. And I was like, cool, the cheat code too. That's a great spark for me. So I could put in anything, the cheat code to podcasting, the cheat code to social media, right? You can, so you can use what's working for other people as a spark for you. Now, when it comes to comparison, you know, you have to remember that someone might be further down their career than you, and you need to be careful about looking at somebody and feeling inferior or insecure compared to them, right? When, when you post on social media, it's very rare that someone is immediately judging you, your voice, the way you look, the, 
what's in the background of the video. Yes, there's always things that could be improved, but that's, I think, what keeps most people away is that they're worried about what people will think about them. So I have this sort of uh, DGAF attitude where I just say, if I think this is good and this is the best I can do, then I'm happy with it, right? And anybody who isn't, you know, maybe there's trolls out there and there's always going to be people that, you know, have comments and stuff. You know, if they took time out of their day to tell me something kind of nasty, then I already won because they saw my thing and it moved them in a way that made them so angry <laughs> that they had to leave a comment. Right. So, but that's very rare, right? It's very rare to be judged. And I think that just keeps people from, you know, I think watching too much content keeps people from making. So you want to be careful about how much you're consuming. Mm -hmm. And then I think that sort of fear of being judged keeps people from making. So you want to go onto a, a social media platform, look at something that inspires you and then go make something, you know, you turn off the, the phone or you turn off the social media app and, and spend your time making instead of just consuming. I like that. Awesome. I also can relate to that too, because making content, um, the reason why it could be intimidating sometimes is because people feel like, um, am I saying something, something that's gonna offend someone or something that's gonna, um, they're gonna be haters coming at me because they don't like the way I look or the way that I am sharing this content, you know, or they just kind of like shaming you for becoming um, on the camera. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've gone viral multiple times and I've had some of the nastiest comments said about me. And you know what? I just, I just take it in stride and I just say, Hey, clearly that person's having a bad day, right? Clearly, you know, nothing I've said in this video is enough to garner that kind of response. But a lot of times when it comes to haters or trolls, what they're doing is they're putting their insecurities on you. So what they're doing is saying, you're doing something that I can't personally do. So I'm going to try to tear you down. And if you let those people affect you in that way, then you might get torn down. But if you look at it as like, it's just part of the game and you know, that person has some insecurity issues and you realize that more, you know, more people are seeing your content and it's actually a win because all, all press is good press, right? Like people talking about you either way, the more people that reach, the more people you reach and you see this in, in celebrities, right? The more people you reach, the more haters you will have because not everybody's going to love you. And that's okay. So like you look at like Kanye West, right? He's like, some people think he's the greatest rapper alive. And some people think he's a total psychopath, right? <laughs> but, e but either way he wins because people are talking about him. So there's an awareness factor that even the people that don't like you are still going to go check out what you're doing because they are insecure and they, they know you're up to something that they can't handle. So you just have to have fun with it. Mm -hmm. and not take it personally, right? Nobody's perfect. And so, you know, if somebody comments on your appearance, they're really, they're really projecting their thoughts about themselves on you. Or if they think that your video's dumb, you know, then fine. That's your opinion. You know, you just didn't keep it to yourself. <laughs> right. On TikTok, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of videos on that. And it's funny how TikTok taught me a lot about psychology. And I hear the terms, you know, projecting people, one's insecurities on other yeah. lot. And then I'm like, wow, well, I wish I knew that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. when bullied haters or bullies 
And um, I, I think I think that that's a really good thing that podcasters can keep in mind. But even themselves, they're already like publishing their episodes and already share their stories and, and, and have an audience already. And so most of the podcasters that I talk to um, are very comfortable with 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 talking with speaking of course right and then and then most of them are also okay with being out there showing their face or just being on social media and staying active um what about those who don't necessarily want to show their face <laughs> like yeah. do you think that there's a way that they can still grow because i know some people have come to me and like Hmm, I mean, I don't mind it, but it's just going to be a lot of work. And so how do I produce content that can still relate to my audience about my podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't want to put your face out there, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can grow. So, um, you know, the point of view angle of just seeing what you see without seeing you can work. So I'm, I'm absolutely obsessed with this show on HBO, um, I can't remember the name of the show, but it's just this guy who lives in New York and walks around and films stuff and tells stories. You never see him, but it's it's incredible. It's just his voice narrating. If you didn't want to put your face out there, you could, you know, people love to see drone footage. They love to see things being built. You could just use your hands, right? So there's lots of ways. I will say that biologically, we look for faces. So when you're born, the first thing you look for is mom's face. When you look at the moon, you see a face. And if you look at a tree long enough, you'll eventually see a face because it's part of our DNA. And so with people being attracted to faces, you know, I'd like to ask the person, well, why is it that you don't want to be seen, right? There's something underneath that because, you know, when we grow up, we get our class picture and we're in pictures and we go out in the world. Why don't you want to be seen? The answer to that question is usually, something around being judged or something around insecurity of the appearance or, um, you know, I, I put a post out a long time ago about, you know, a lot of podcasters hate their voice. Right. And as somebody who's been in the music industry for a long time, I've recorded a lot of singers, everybody hates their voice. <laughs> and I use the example of some incredible actors and I'm just going to name one, for example, Steve Buscemi. Do you know who Steve Buscemi is? <laughs> okay so he's got crazy teeth right like and he's not you know he's not like the most he's not a brad pitt he's kind of googly-eyed guy right mm -hmm. and he has made an entire career off of being the oddball in the movie and and he's got a really interesting voice and he does voiceovers for disney right so okay. what i like to tell people is like the weirder you are i think it's the better you are and if, if there's something weird about you, go all in on that. Make that your signature thing. So if you have a weird voice, lean into it. It might turn into an opportunity for you. And um, if you don't want to put your face on social media, I guess the, the, the best thing you could do is probably go more of text-based. So <clears throat> creating content that's just text on a screen where you're maybe telling a story or using footage with uh, captions over it. Um, but I do think that if you really break it down psychologically, that you would be, um, you know, there's something underneath it that you're, you're not facing. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I've seen, I've, I've met people who have been the 
mysterious podcasters. <laughs> I mean, there's something pretty cool about being mysterious. I actually follow this TikTok guy who's like, he does finance stuff about like banks and the government, but he's just, he's like completely blacked out. Like the way he has his lighting is you just can't see his face. And it's actually pretty intriguing because it's more like, Ooh, who's the mystery man. So, you know, you can play into that if you wish, like make, make sure the lighting just darkens your face out, but you're still on camera could be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, a cartoon character got famous too. And, and the person who invented that yep. cartoon characters never really shows up. So I like to see the podcast as like a, a, a the product that the podcaster build. And, and there are so many ways that you can tell a story about it. But definitely um, once in a while, or if you can, if you can show up and show people your face and let people know who you are, that'd be amazing because they can relate to you and know um, who they are listening to. Because that's how I feel when I'm on the podcast. I feel like whenever I listen to a podcast, it's like having a conversation with someone. Yeah. I really like, even though I cannot talk back to them, you know, like I cannot converse with them and I can okay, well, listen. It's like very soothing and calming to me. Um, and so um, and, and, and I like to listen to those that are educational. And so just, for example, like a podcast on um, a topic, like let's say machine learning, uh, because sometimes I'm very nerdy and I like machine learning. So <laughs> I like to listen to that. And um, it's, it's just great to see the, the text, the infographics about that or, or design. I like talk podcasts about designing too. And so um, I, I follow their account for the design that that podcasters talk about, you know? And so more, I think that the key here is you're helping your audience find um, the value that they're looking for, like creating something that your audience uh, finds helpful and valuable. Yes, absolutely. I mean, value-based, I think the days, uh, you know, a decade ago, you posted the food you ate and the beach that you're on and all this stuff. That's what like social media was, but it has evolved quite quickly into a value proposition. And, you know, again, with the hero's journey, like we are not the heroes of the story. We are the guide and our job is to give as much value as we can to our audience, you know, share some cool stuff with our audience and, you know, sprinkle in ourselves. So it's not, a, it's not to be, you know, you're not to never speak of yourself ever again, but those are the accounts that typically do the best or the, the value led ones or the really entertaining ones, right? So with podcasting, there's a lot of entertainment involved. So if you're an entertainment podcaster, you know, I think, I think podcasters need to remember one thing. The cool thing about podcasting is that you feel like you're sitting at the table with the people, right? Yeah. But, but if you imagine that you're at this table and you're with these people and you're watching the conversation, but the room is pitch black, you can't see them, right? At some point, you're going to kind of want to have a clue of who you're hanging out with. And I think that's where social media comes in to where you can, you know, show people. I mean, I've done this a million times. I'll hear someone on a podcast and I go Google image them. I just want to see what they look like. I want to see what, vo what face is attached to that voice. And I think that curiosity at some point peaks in every podcast fan. Like, what does this guy look like? What does this lady look like? And it gives us a better internal representation of them. So by putting yourself out on social media, I think you give people some context clues where they can get a little closer to you. Awesome. What about follower growth? 
and then like the gain, gaining followers do you think that numbers like followers really matter and a lot of people don't know if they are successful um like they don't know how to measure their success or they're looking at the numbers like oh i i don't know if i'm doing the right thing because the numbers are so low engagement rate is so low so what 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 else what should be the the thing that they should be looking at and yeah okay so as somebody with a hundred thousand followers i've been through every single stage as a creator and i can tell you that as you get more followers, there are opportunities that present themselves to you, right? There's opportunities to work with brands or, you know, it's really a vanity metric, right? It's like, I could buy you a hundred thousand followers today, right? And put them on your account, but no one's going to interact with you. No one's going to look at your content. It'll just be a number on the screen. So if you focus on as opposed to the follower number, the interactions that you have, like I'd much rather just have a thousand people who are just obsessed with me than a hundred thousand who could care, like kind of half care about what I'm doing. Right. Um, so if you focus more on interactions and one of the ways you can do this is through something called unscalable conversations. And that's simply as you become a member of a social, social media community, excuse me, you should be commenting on other people in your niches post, and you should be sending audio messages to new followers, introducing yourself, trying to start a conversation. It's very similar to a party. And if I invited you to my party and you came in, but you couldn't find me anywhere, you'd probably leave, right? Because I had invited you to the party. So when someone comes to the party, we want to say, hey, thanks so much for coming. I want to make you comfortable. Do you know where the bathroom is, right? Um, you know, what's new in your world. You're it's, 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 you know, social media. <laughs> it's not just media. Right. So if, if you think of it like a party, you can have a lot of fun regardless of how many followers you have. Right. And I do think this is very prevalent in podcasting too. Like a lot of people are obsessed with their download numbers, yeah. but I would get, I would get more obsessed with like how many people are like, reaching out, how many people are, you know, opening my emails and, right. and things like that, because that, those are like real people as opposed to just somebody who presses play on a podcast. So it's all how you look at it. And I understand everyone wants more followers. Everyone wants, you know, all this stuff, but the difference between my account with 3000 followers and a hundred thousand followers, isn't much different. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I pretty much like have the same little community and um, I don't look at my, I like, I don't like the word influencer because I think that if you can get somebody to eat a piece of pie, then you're an influencer, you've influenced them. So like, I think there's some, some kind of like gross stuff around that, but um, it's, it's inevitably something you'll focus on, but if you focus on it in a way of just like, well, my community's growing number really shouldn't matter right your interactions should matter yeah and how people know you because if your audience knows who you are and if you know who are listening to your show i think that's a win and a lot of podcasters come to us and ask um how do i get to know how do i know more about my audience and we have the audience survey where you can learn more about the demographics of your listeners but those are just numbers, you know, like based on those data, you can't really know um, exactly who 
you're listening to. So I feel like, yeah, social media, uh, one of the benefits that you can know um, your, the people that you are, you are serving, um, that your content too. And so from that point, you can develop more content that cater to them or, you know, something that like serve what the people need. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, if you like, if you think of your, there's a couple of things with your personal brand, right? And your personal brand encompasses your social media and your podcast and everything else. One part of it is your reputation, right? Like your reputation is everything. And if you look at your personal brand as a club, if you were going to start a club in your local community, you'd start small, you'd invite people in, you'd get to know people, you'd network. It's the same concept, except it's all digital now. So the key to like specifically podcasters is to make your podcast into a club where, you know, you have callbacks to, um, you know, you might call your, your listeners like a name, not like a bad name, but like, if you're, let's say you're the mountain climbers, like, you know, you call them the mountaineers, what's up mountaineers. And everybody identifies with this mountaineers name. Okay. And you want to make it this inclusive thing that if you, if you're in, you're in, and when you come in, you'll be welcomed. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way. I mean, I think all the best podcasts I've ever listened to have some form of like tribe element to it, you know, yeah, like a community and something exclusive. Yeah. And I know I've, I've used this example before, but like, you know, there's so many people that are like, Oh, I only got a hundred downloads, but if they walked into a room with a hundred people sitting there to talk, their heart would start pounding. They'd start sweating. It would be, they'd have a response to it because it's a lot of people, right? So if you focus less on the quantity and more on the quality and you understand that this whole thing doesn't happen overnight, like, yeah, you know, I went from 10,000 to a hundred thousand followers in six weeks and everybody just kept saying to me like, wow, you just blew up overnight. And I've been working my butt off for two years to get to that point, you know? And I would just respond and say, yeah, I'm a two year overnight success, right? Because overnight success is basically winning the lottery, right? If you buy a lottery ticket on a Friday and you win Friday night, Saturday, you're a millionaire, overnight success. But these things take time and they take time to blossom. And if you can just get really comfortable with the thought of, you know, I try to make one friend a day on social media, just one handshake. Like I try to meet somebody new, have an interaction. And and that compounds over time. Mm -hmm. So if you just focus on the one person you know, um, if you were on a date and you're looking at your date and you're at a bar and you guys are holding your drinks and she's just looking around you the whole time, you wouldn't feel very like important. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that happens when people want bigger audiences is they start looking over the people that are right there with them. Right. It's not very magnetic and it's not very valuable to them to just be like, well, you're here, but where's everybody else? Right. So if you get to that mentality of like, I've got my core people, if it's 30 people, it's 30 people. Those people will inevitably tell more people about you. Mm -hmm. Wow. All of these examples are are amazing because (laughs) it's like, it's, it's just like, it's so much easier to understand. And sometimes we forgot social media is just, you know, a platform where you can make friends because that's literally what it was built in the beginning for and then slowly you can um gradually change into something that like you can grow a business out of that 
and, and and people forgot that I'm like do I need to do this fancy stuff to attract new followers but they forgot that like you know if it comes from the heart like your intention is to build a community um just like just like welcoming everyone um and inviting everyone make it make it friendly make it fun for the people yeah yeah that's all that matters right and so I feel like podcaster who listen to this episode will find it very um, helpful and and I hope that they can start thinking about uh, branding and building a community and just starting by by making friends right really yeah, I mean if I could give anybody who's listening to this just one challenge it would be to because I know what I know what everyone's rebuttal is right now they're thinking, well, I have to make my podcast. I don't have time for social media. So the quickest way that you could start putting yourself out on social media is when you get done with your episode, take out your phone, press the video button and say, hey, name of my gang. <laughs> Just finished the episode about blank. We talked about this. We talked about this and we talked about this. And the episode will be live on Monday can't wait for you to hear it, right? Like just giving them the the heads up that they're on the inner side of you behind the scenes and what's coming next will do you wonders. It will do you much better than saying, new episode out now, check out this episode, check out the podcast, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Just talk to one person. And if you have a hard time looking at the camera, imagine your grandma or someone who makes you smile. And imagine you're telling your grandma, hey grandma, this week we talked about X, Y, and Z is probably my favorite episode ever. The links in my bio, go check it out, right? It's, it's, it's casual. It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be something that derails your entire week. You don't have to make 50 posts about one episode. Yeah. <laughs> just, just keep it casual and, and have fun with it because you know, there's a lot of people that don't get to podcasts. There's a lot of people that don't get to use social media and, Whatever you do, you should try to have as much fun with it as you can, because that comes through the microphone that comes through the camera. And we didn't start podcasting. I don't think at least maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think most people start podcasting because they're like trying to make money. I think they're trying to have fun and tell their story. And yeah. once you get into it and you see that analytics dashboard and you see these numbers, you kind of lose sight of that. Right. Yep. You kind of got caught up in the numbers. Yeah. So, so like have some fun and know that if you're getting a hundred downloads, like you're a success, there's a hundred people out there listening to what you have to say. And the more fun you have, the more fun your audience will have. And that, that will inherently magnet be magnetic to more people. Wow. That's amazing. That's the, like, <laughs> the best challenge ever. And I want, I'm going to post this part specifically so that everyone can can know um and and that will be a challenge for, for them um but i'm sure a lot of people have started a, a social media account for the podcast already and so it's time that they have more fun with it right because absolutely make it fun make it something that you know you can have fun with and people who look at it can have fun with and you can in, the, in that capacity you can't go wrong mm -hmm. yep yep just having fun every day that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's, that's, what, the that's, that's the goal. What, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's what I'm doing at my job too. Job is a job, but you still got to have fun. 
Yeah. Well, you're, listen, you're a rock star and I love what you do. I love Blueberry, you know, at Podcast Movement. One of my favorite presentations was Todd's uh, presentation about growing a podcast. Uh, he said so many things that, you know, I already knew, but a lot of things I, I hadn't thought about and he shared it in a really great way. And I think the team at Blueberry is absolutely incredible. So uh, thank you so much for picking me to have this conversation. Absolutely. And thank you for spending your time talking to us and sharing your available, available social media experience <laughs> you've gained over the years. And yeah, happy to help. Great. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. <laughs> Amazing. Cheers. Okay. Um,